So welcome to the next in our series, Making Disciples. Today, we're going to be looking at the whole area of learning from one another. And I'm going to read a few verses from Luke chapter 5, starting at verse 17. This is what it says. One day, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they couldn't find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralysed man, I tell you, get up and take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. In 1972, Bill Withers wrote a song called Lean On Me. And the lyrics of the song go like this. Lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend I'll help you carry on for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on I bet you're glad I didn't sing that even if we don't like the song lyrics they still resonate for each and every one of us you see we all need help from others Listen to what God said after he created Adam, the first man. It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. The God who made us recognises that each and every one of us need help from those around us. No man is an island. And over the last few weeks, we have seen that Jesus wants us to be good disciples who make good disciples. We've explored, uh, as we've learned from Jesus himself, he is our perfect example. And last week, uh, Tim talked about uh, how we need to learn from being in community. Today, we're going to focus on learning from one another. The passage we've read is talking about just that. Friends who help us encounter Jesus and help us flourish. Jesus' disciples learned best from godly friendships. In becoming followers of Jesus, God places us in his family, the church. He knows that we grow most in our faith when we rub shoulders with other believers around us. It explains uh, why the phrase uh, one another plays such an important part in the New Testament in the early church. Let me give you some examples. 
Love one another deeply. Accept one another. Teach and admonish one another. Encourage one another. Be kind to one another. Forgive one another. Without doubt, the man that we've just read about in this passage had friends who did exactly that. You see, one of the consequences of living in a world that has turned its back on the God who created it is that we foolishly think that we can make it through this life on our own. If nothing else, this COVID pandemic is showing us that we can't do anything on our own. We're struggling to cope emotionally, spiritually, physically, in every way. We recognise in these days we do need help. The trouble is, we can fall into the trap as Christians as thinking that we can make it through this life as Christians without any help from others. Here are a few warning signs when we try to do that. We don't have any godly friends that we can turn to. We never actually ask anyone for any help or advice. We don't allow anyone to get too close to us. No one really knows what's going on inside. And to be honest, most of the time we're really glad that they don't. Today we're going to use this passage as a backdrop to focus uh, on other people being those who help us to sharpen uh, in our faith and become more like Jesus. The first thing I want us to see is this, that we need to choose good friends. When I went to uh, university in Cardiff, uh, when I was 21, did a postgraduate course, uh, I ended up making some really bad friends. I got in with a, a, a bad group of guys who uh, led me uh, in the wrong direction. And probably I was quite easily led. The man in this passage that we've just read about had some amazing friends. Good friends who did him good and looked after him. But it's easy to be influenced by uh, people who are unhelpful to us. And Paul writes to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, and he says this, Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I don't know if you've thought about this, but uh, when you would have done biology and done plant biology in school, if you can remember that far back if you're as old as me, you will remember that in plants, uh, in their root system, there, a process called osmosis goes on. And uh, there is a, a semi-permeable membrane in the cells. And so what happens, that liquids, water moves from areas of high, con uh, high uh, concentration to low concentration. And so the plant absorbs and draws water up through its roots that feed the plant. The same thing happens in relationships with people. When we spend time around people who are strong characters, their values, their convictions, their morals, their habits, uh, their goals, they permeate and impact us and rub off on us. 
So if we spend too much time with people who are negative, it rubs off on us. I want you to know this. Jesus never encourages us to stop mixing with people in the world around us. He wants us to make a difference. He wants us to uh, impact them with the good things he's done in our lives. However, he does want us to be sure that we uh, get our godly input from those who love him, those who, uh, whose lives reflect his character. This man's friends wanted him to encounter Jesus. He was struggling uh, spiritually. He was clearly distanced from God. There were things in his life that were keeping him separated from God. And he was experiencing all sorts of battles physically and no doubt emotionally as well. The same may be true of us at the moment. Stuck in in lockdown. Our emotions are at uh, an all-time high. Maybe we're battling physically with some of the things going on. We need good friends around us just like this man did. Yet those friendships don't grow on trees. Someone has to initiate them and both parties need to agree to walk together. It's especially relevant for you if you change school or you uh, uh, move to a new college or you come to university or change your job. You need to make sure that you mix with the right crowd. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 26 says this. It says we should be cautious in friendship. So we need to choose friends well. Not surprisingly, there are some things we need to watch out for. We need to watch out for those who are self-absorbed. All they ever do is think about themselves, talk about themselves all the time. They're not interested in what's going on in anybody else's life. Never ask anyone else any questions. They constantly maybe put others down. Want to watch out for those who gossip. Want to watch out for those who are hot-tempered, constantly losing their temper, who are or perhaps unkind or not consistently truthful. Maybe show no restraint in the way that they behave. And no one wants fair-weather friends who are here one day but gone tomorrow. Instead, we ought to be those who uh, look for friends and look to spend time with people who speak well of others, who are positive, who are humble and teachable, those who are good listeners, give good advice, those who are honest, speak the truth in love. They're kind, they're peaceable, have integrity, they're confidential, they're loyal. They never give up on us, just like the friends of this man in the passage that we read. The sort of people who more than anything else energise us in our faith. Those who stir us to pray, those who stir us towards love and good deeds, those who uh, enable us to grow in our relationship with Jesus and move on in our walk with God. Bringing out the best in us. What if we don't have any friends like that? Maybe you're uh, sitting uh, watching this morning thinking, I don't have any friends like that. I want to encourage you 
that there is hope. Don't despair. Bring it to God. Come before God and say, God, help me. Pray. Lay it out before him. God, I would love to have some people around me who could help me like that. Just like that man had friends who carried his mat. I want to have friends who carry my mat, who help me in the circumstances I'm in. Father, help me. Would you bring people into my life like that? Maybe we need to ask for people to come and help us. Choose good friends. Reach out to people. And as you do that, uh, we need to bear in mind that if we are going to have good friends around us who are going to help us in these days, help us become more like Jesus, then we come to our second point is that we need to be good friends ourselves. Here's a thought. Maybe the quality of the friends that we have or we don't have is a reflection of the friend that we are ourselves. Do we help to bring out the best in others? Do we speak well of others or uh, are we those who gossip? Are we kind and thoughtful? Do we speak the truth in love? Are we prone to flattery? Are people sharpened around us or are we those who just stab them in the back? Are we loyal or are we migratory ourselves? Do we keep confidences or are we discreetly indiscreet? Friendship is not just about us finding the right friends, it's about us being the right friend. Here's how we do that. Be better listeners. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15 says, a wise man listens to advice. Maybe the man in the passage that we've read, uh, his friends encouraged him that he needed to see Jesus. We don't know, but maybe they did. Maybe they were the friends who were saying, come on, you need some help. Jesus is in town. We we know he can make a difference in your life. If they did, he listened. What about us? Do we listen to those who are looking to help us? Do we listen to our parents? Our parents want to do us good. And so we need to listen to their advice. The Proverbs is full of a father talking to his son, saying, son, listen to my advice. We need to those, listen to those who are trying to teach us, to help us be better, whether it be at school or work or in the church. The man that we've read about was paralysed. He was paralysed physically, but he was also paralysed spiritually. He was stuck spiritually. And we read how Jesus brought him into a place of forgiveness. But he could only get to Jesus because he listened to his friends and his friends took him and he agreed to go with them. They wouldn't have taken him if he didn't want to go. Here's a great verse that's helped me over lockdown. From James chapter 1 verse 19. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. I've really had to put that into practice over 
this season. You see, to genuinely help people, we need to hear, really hear what they're saying. You see, in this season, everybody's emotions are heightened and people are responding and reacting out of the battles that they're inwardly facing and often they sound off about issues. And we need to be those who really hear their heart cry. Not just the words they're saying, but what's going on in their heart underneath. And so one of the things that we need to do is be good listeners. Those who take a step back and really listen out for what people are saying in their spirits, in their hearts. What's coming out of their hearts. You see, if we hear their heart cry, we can point them to Jesus. We'll never learn from each other if we don't listen. We need to be better listeners, but we also need to be those who are humble. Peter says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Humility is key to being a good disciple. It's key to being shaped by Jesus and being able to uh, shape other people. Humility is having a right view of ourselves before God. There are some times when, uh, in these days, where I've looked in the mirror and I thought, oh my word, who's that old bloke in front of me? Oh, it's me. That's what I really look like. Oh, that's what other people see. You know, when we open the Word of God and we read the Word of God, it's like we're looking into a mirror, James says. And when we read what Jesus says and how he wants us to live, we, we look and we see ourselves starkly against uh, the, the mirror of the word of God. And we see what we're really like. Oh, am I really like that? Oh, do I? Oh, my thoughts, they're really, they're not great. What I, I've been feeling about other people, that, that's not the way Jesus would have felt. God wants us to be those who are genuinely humble who recognise that we need help ourselves. And if we need uh, recognise that we need help ourselves, we are those who will be able to help others in the same way. You see, we need to help have people who carry our mat. There are moments when we need people to help us point us to Jesus. Also, humility means that we consider others better than ourselves. It helps us prioritise the interests of others. Uh, it helps us to want to help them at every opportunity, whatever they're going through. It helps us to be loyal. It helps us to want to be the people who carry other people's mats when they're struggling. What about you? Are you someone at the moment who is uh, just focused on yourself or are you someone who is wanting to help other people draw closer to Jesus, encounter him, be changed by him. Jesus was just like this as he walked this earth with his disciples. He said there is uh, no greater love than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends, than someone give himself for the needs of others, to show them the love of God. We need to be those who are humble. And finally, we need to be those who are honest. 
I don't know about you, but we've got some knives uh, in our kitchen that we've had for a long time. And um, what's happened is that they've become blunt over time. And the problem with them is, is that uh, we just don't realise that they've got blunt. We just carry on using them and we press harder and we lean harder on the knife to make it cut through. The thing is, that's the same with our lives. We get blunt in areas of us, areas we should be sharp in spiritually, areas that we should uh, be really spiritually alert in, like in our prayer lives, in terms of word of God, word, reading the word of God. We too easily become blunt over time. And it's why we need outside input. The writer of the Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 27 verse 12 says this, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. A blunt edge, a blunt area of our life is only restored to sharpness by rubbing it against, uh, uh, rubbing against something of the same material. Iron against iron. The sharpening process causes friction. Sometimes it causes sparks to fly. And if we want to be able to speak into other people's lives, we need to uh, allow other people to speak into our lives. Too often I hear people willing to give advice, but they will never, ever receive it from others. What about us? Are we open with those that we trust? Do we invite them to speak into our lives? How am I doing at the moment? How do you think I'm doing at the moment? The proverb says, proverbs say this, whoever hates correction is stupid. Stupid. It's really blood. If you hate correction, the proverbs say you're being stupid because each one of us needs to have input from others to be remain sharp. You know, there are not many people who ask me, Steve, how am I doing at the moment? Is there any area I need sharpening in? And the ones that do ask that question are invariably the ones who don't need it. It's not comfortable to ask for input, but I tell you, it can be life changing. I uh, remember back uh, 20 years ago, I had a friend who I, I just asked him, I invited him to speak into my life. And he was a straight talker and sometimes it was uncomfortable, uncomfortable. But through because of his godly input, it helped me uh, uh, shape me to become uh, the man in God that I am today. And you know what? I'm still not perfect. I still need help. And so do you. Proverbs says wounds from a friend can be trusted. You know, good friends love us too much to leave us as we are. And as a result of this man's friend's input, this man has a life-changing encounter with Jesus. He is set free uh, spiritually, he receives forgiveness, and God touches him both emotionally and physically. So as we come to land this morning, Proverbs 18 Verse 24 says this, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. 
but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's the perfect friend that we all long for. And the Bible promises that there is a friend, there is one who will never, ever let us down, who will be there for us, who will speak into our lives, who will shape us and help us become more like himself and become more like his father. And that person is Jesus. But it can be hard for us to uh, believe that if we've been let down by friends and family, those who promised uh, to be with us and never leave us, those who uh, never uh, said they'd never abandon us. And when we've been abandoned, it's hard for us to trust again. You know, the Bible never ducks the tough issues in life. It openly talks about friends letting us down. David in Psalm 55 verses 12 to 14 says this, if an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide from him. But it's you, my companion, my close friend. David knew what it was to be let down by someone who'd promised to be there for him. God understands the pain of being let down. He created us for relationship and friendship with himself. But our response has been to willfully reject him, live without reference to him. And despite that, God came through for us. He came to us in the, uh, in the person of his son, Jesus. On the cross, Jesus was rejected by God for us that we might be accepted by our Father in heaven. Jesus took the just punishment for our wrongdoing, what the Bible calls our sin, living without reference to God. Jesus took that punishment and experienced being abandoned by his father and he did it for us that we might know forgiveness. Through his death and resurrection, anyone who puts their trust in Jesus can become children of God. That can be true for you today. You can put your trust today in Jesus and say, Jesus, I come to you. Thank you for what you did for me on the cross. Father, forgive me for all I've done wrong. I want to be a friend of God. I want to know you as my father. Jesus calls his followers friends. He promises to never leave us or abandon us. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother who will always help us. He knows exactly what we need, as the story we read at the beginning shows. He brings forgiveness. He straightens us out. He helps us think rightly about ourselves, about the Father in heaven who loves us, about the world around us, about the people that we mix with. And he helps us emotionally and physically. He comes and brings well-being into our souls and what do we need more than that in these days? Jesus is what a good friend looks like. None of us, this side of heaven, is perfect. But we choose friends who look and sound just like Jesus. They may not be perfect, but they provoke us to want us to be more like him. And I want to finish this morning with two questions for us to reflect on. The first is this. Who's carrying our mat?
Who's carrying our mat? Who's carrying your mat? Who are the people supporting you? And the second question is this. Whose mat are we carrying? Who are the people that you're there for? God wants us to be people who learn from good, godly friends around us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that's challenging and sharp and speaks into our souls. We thank you that uh, you're a God who wants us to know you and to come to know you better. And we pray uh, at this moment that you would come and help us build around us good friends who love you, who are going to help us become more like Jesus. And Father, we also ask that we ourselves will be transformed, that we might be good friends to those that we interface and mix with. But more than anything else, we thank you that we have a friend in heaven, one who stands next to the Father, Jesus Christ, who defends us, speaks on our behalf, and ever lives to intercede for us. Heavenly Father, we worship you. Be with us. Help us be more like Jesus and make us good disciples who make good disciples in these days. Amen.